I'm Trisha. I'm Rob. I'm Chelsea. I always have to say it last. I'm like, Nancy, there we are. You don't have to say it last. You're just kind of I do. I have to. I have to. You have to. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. So, today, we got quite a few things to dive into here between... An update in Ukraine, um, some updates on dumb fuckery here where people don't realize that Karl Marx was German, not Russian. Um, Karl Marx, the Russian dictator. Yeah, right. yeah, you're stealing that from someone. I did, I did steal it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't care, distribute that everywhere. Karl Marx, the Russian dictator. Would, please don't, then people will cling on to it. Like, see? <laughs> See, I found this. He really was. And it's like, oh, fuck, people. Um, But yeah, that that one coming from a university of all places really made me go with the book. Um, We've also got some bullshit out of Missouri with a new abortion bill. A pack of abortion bills. There's a whole bunch of them they're trying to shove through. How rape culture of them. Um, And there was a tornado that hit New Orleans today. So we're going to show some video of that for clarity uh, it's march and also right. for clarity when she says today she means tuesday <laughs> oh yeah i forgot we're pre-recording this on tuesday due to scheduling shit so you know hi hey, happy <laughs> right um illusion. time travel right we fell through I, a tear in the time space continuum and here we are Rob um, knows the time's an illusion because I keep having to ask him what time it is everywhere. Right, right. It's okay. true. It's um, true. And then <laughs> we're also going to discuss uh, a report here from a U.S. admiral saying that China has fully militarized some islands. So we'll we'll see what's up. There, there are artificial islands in the South China Sea that the U.S. has been saying they were going to militarize for years. And China was like, no, we're not. No, we're not. And then they're like, hey, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's obviously way oversimplified, but. If it's in uh, Chinese waters, then, you know. It's in the South China Sea. Yeah, so like who not is the South, anything? Right, not the South U.S. Sea, not the Taiwan right. Sea. 
Um, I do want to remind you that we should just take notes on hashtags that we think of. I already have too many, but whatever. Do it. <laughs> if I think of any, I'll pop them in the private chat as we go. I threw my notebook on the floor out of out of uh, frustration, so I have it back. At least you have one. Um, I'm yet to locate where the fuck my stash of them went. I mean, to be honest, I probably have a notebook that you can have. <laughs> I, I have, have a so many fucking notebooks. It's ridiculous. They're just everywhere. They're Dude, everywhere. I have a trapper keeper. But y'all are making me use them. So I'm using the notebooks now. I mean, same. But I also have a trapper keeper like I'm in high school. Do kids even still use those? I don't know. That used to be my name during high school. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That was the opposite of me in high school. All right. We can move on for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's dive into some info here on Ukraine. Um, This this piece is discussing, you know, who are Ukraine's far-right Azov regiment. And even to frame it like that is not sufficient anymore because they are not just a regiment. They are not just a battalion. They have formed their own political party. They have street militias. They have locked arms with multiple other far-right and neo-Nazi political parties and groups. This is so much more than however many people are in the Azov regiment at this point. Um, so this is, this is diving into that somewhat. Um, as the Russian invasion of Ukraine enters its sixth day, so this is, you know. The first of March, but it's still relevant to who's involved. Yes. Um, it says a, a Ukrainian far-right military regiment is back in the headlines. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin referenced the presence of such units within the Ukrainian military as one of the reasons for launching his so-called special military operation to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's National Guard had tweeted a video showing Azov fighters coating their bullets and pig fat to be used allegedly against Muslim Chechens, allies of Russia, that were deployed in their country. Azov has also been involved in training civilians through military exercises in the run-up to Russia's invasion. Uh, They're a far-right, all-volunteer infantry military unit whose members estimated at 900. Mind you, I've looked at these numbers. That's the estimate from 2018. Um... There's far more of them now. Uh, they're ultra-nationalists. They're accused of harboring neo-Nazi and white supremacist ideology. Gee, I wonder why their symbol is a slanted swastika. And members of their leadership have publicly come out stating that they think that it's their job to lead white people into the future by destroying all non-whites that are led by Semites. And that's a loose quote, but that's pretty much what one of their leaders. Yeah, I, th- I think we have a screenshot of it somewhere. We uh, do. I do have it, and I did send it to the um, podcast chat. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling for it right now. Yeah, it's it's um, pretty close. It's it's saved on my phone. I might be able to find it a little quicker if I can find my fucking gallery. Found Are it. Read off ah. of it. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you're going to have to approve it, I think. I can, oh, 
Okay. Oh, so you're going to put it on the screen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, once uh, there it goes. I was waiting for it to load. Um, okay. Oh my god, that notifications thing is bugging me already. There we go. Um this says Andrei Bletsky, commandant or commander of the Azov Battalion. Sees it's you translated in English oh, below yes. it. Yeah, I started reading the top part and then had to skip down to the bottom part. Excuse me, I'm blind and having to get really close it's to the screen. Um, I was just said, trying to help. And I quote, he sees Ukraine leading the white races of the world in a crusade against the subhumans led by the Semites. So he's not just anti-Semitic, he's anti-everybody that ain't white. And um, Well, and when you go further down on the original article that you were reading, it says the 42-year-old is nicknamed Belly Vazd, or white ruler, by his by his supporters. Yeah, oh. yeah. His Which nickname is, is the White Ruler because we don't have enough of them. He thinks that he's going to be the next original one. Right, right. Another They're one of those Um, <laughs> and yes, I totally just went nineties with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, just aside, this is really bad. Um, and I actually did have a friend this week uh, when I posted something about them having Nazi symbols. She goes, OMG, is this true? And then, like, I was sleeping when she sent it. And I woke up, and then I just see this thread. OMG, is this true? And she, OMG, it is true. And then she, like, sends the link. And I'm like, thank you for doing this yourself. Um, so, <laughs> what did we learn here? <laughs> no, she's really cool. And honestly, she's one of those ones that would do it. And it was like, I woke up, and it was like four hours earlier. And so I was like, all right, cool. You got it. You figured it out. I'm glad right. you figured it out. I'm glad there's some people actually looking to well, see. Well, she's not white though. So just denying she's it. Not white though. The problem is, is that we have a whole lot of fucking white people that are supporting this because they they don't have to think about things. And not just white people, but Jewish ones too. At the Anti Defamation League, have come out trying to say, "Oh no, their their Iron Cross isn't the same Iron Cross as the Nazi." Oh my Iron God. Cross change nothing so there's literal jewish nazi sympathizers working at the anti-defamation league right now who are kicking out false info and sucking the whole fucking nazi boot down their throat and i mean that, look at israel that pisses me off right but you know you don't have to be zionist and therefore operate on nazi paradigms and you know i i, I don't I don't fucking get this shit here that is going on how there's, uh, but it doesn't surprise me because even back in World War II, there were Jewish people who were taking the side of the Nazis and being like, yeah, I'll do your dirty work for you just to get preferential treatment. And to me, I see this shit coming out of the fucking Anti-Defamation League as no different it's still just swallowing the boot. Anywho, fucking digress. They are wrong. They are wrong. It is the same fucking Iron Cross. It is the same fucking swastika. It is the same fucking Nazi symbology across the fucking board being used by these militias. It's not just the symbology either. Right. It's the whole ideology. It's the whole nine yards. They hate Jewish people. They hate Romani. They hate anybody who is not P 
pure fucking white Aryan and preferably also Ukrainian because they're they are also killing other white people. Um, but you know, well, I mean, they're they're willing to kill their own if they're trying to you know like leave the battle even, zone. Right. Yeah. Right. They're pulling entire families out of cars and fucking killing them on the side of the road for trying to escape rather than stick around to be fucking human shields for their fucking Nazis. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the the foreign fighters that have gone there to volunteer are basically being used as fucking sniper fodder. They are too. Some of them who have managed to escape with having their fucking passports being taken away and shit. Some of those mercenaries from other countries have managed to escape into Poland and shit. And they're like, don't do it. Don't go. You're not going to be given any fucking guns or ammo. You're out there unarmed. Stay there. Like you're not fighters. You have children. Like what are you supposed to do? And you're just trying to take your children out. Good fucking exactly. luck. I hope you got Kevlar for your kids. That's that's how they're coming. At, like they don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, it almost feels any more like uh, you know going to school in Ukraine is right about as safe as going to school in fucking America. Going to school in Oklahoma sounds about right. I got a fucking notification today on Reddit uh, that I should follow this thread about Oklahoma standing with Ukraine. Oh, um, and I mean, honestly, the only reason that you, Ukraine would pick this big of a fight with Russia is because the U.S. has been backing them for so long. That's the only reason. The U.S. backed the Maidan coup. I rest my case. Yeah, no, exactly. But that's the only reason that they're acting like they have their balls out on the table is because they have the U.S. behind them. Because otherwise, why would they do this to themselves? There's no other reason. So, I mean, this is forming this. Why Azov went from being just a fucking gang to actually being a fucking battalion in the military and having their own party is because we funded it with our tax dollars. Well, and no, it doesn't matter. If they want to secure a future for their white children, they're oh pulling them out of the fucking car and killing them because they want to leave. Right. Um, yeah. That, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a flying fuck. They're murderous assholes. Um, but back to this of like the roots of them. Uh, the unit was initially formed as a volunteer group in May of 2014, leading up to Maidan, out of the mm -hmm. ultranationalist Patriot of Ukraine gang, Patriot of Ukraine gang, uh, and the neo-Nazi Social Nationalist Assembly group. Uh, both groups engaged in xenophobic and neo-Nazi ideals and physically assaulted migrants, the Roma community, and people opposing their views. As a battalion, the group fought on the front lines against pro-Russian separatists in Donetsk, the eastern region of Ukraine, one of the ones we've been discussing lately, that had declared its fucking independence, right along with Lugansk, in 2014. And they are being, at the moment, governed by a revolutionary communist party. I just want to throw that out. Thank goodness for that. Um, just before launching this invasion, Putin recognized the independence of those two regions uh, officially, even though they already have been independent for eight fucking years. And 
So I don't know why that was so inflammatory to the rest of the fucking world for Putin to go, yeah, they're fucking independent. They've been independent for eight fucking years. They would like it if you'd stop bombing them for not wanting to be part of your bullshit in Ukraine anymore. That doesn't seem too radical to me. Um, a few months after recapturing the strategic port city of Mariupol from the Russian-backed separatists, the unit was officially integrated into the National Guard of Ukraine on November 12, 2014, and got high praise from then-President Poroshenko. He said, these are our best warriors, our best volunteers. Hey, these are our Nazis. They, they're great. Right. Way to right. go, Poroshenko. Do we have an actual link on the um, banning of leftist organizations? Um, or suspension or whatever? I do on my phone. However, I can't pull that up while I'm reading this. So uh, give me a moment and I will grab that. You're fine. Um, I really only remember that uh, just now. So, Well, uh, this is from Business Insider. So, uh, yeah, I got that. Uh, finish what you're doing. Okay. Save, save that for just a moment while I finish this yeah. one. Uh, the, the unit was initially read or led by Andrei Beletsky, the one we were referencing a moment ago, of their white leader. Um, he served as the leader of both the Patriot of Ukraine that was founded in 2005 and the SNA that was founded in 2008. So all he did was merge both of his groups together. Um, and they've been known for years to carry out attacks on minority groups in Ukraine. In 2010, Beletsky said Ukraine's national purpose was to lead the white races of the world in a final crusade. It's as we said, against semi-led untermenschen, which means inferior races, because he's a piece of shit who talks like that. Uh, Did he was... really use the German fucking yeah. word? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it's probably. Uh, I mean, unless it's just because of there being some strong similarities between their fucking languages, but I I do believe that is a German word. I'd have to look it up. Um. But in 2014, this piece of shit got elected to parliament, okay? Uh, he left Azov as elected officials can't be in the military or the police force, but he remained an MP until 2019. Uh, the 42-year-old is nicknamed Belivost, or white ruler, as Chelsea pointed out. He established the far-right National Corps Party in October of 2016, whose core base is veterans of Azov. Um, unit received backing from Ukraine's interior minister in 2014 as the government had recognized its own military was too weak to fight off the pro-Russian separatists and relied on paramilitary volunteer forces. As fascists usually do historically. Yes. yes. That. Um, these forces were privately funded by, what do you know, Ukrainian oligarchs. The most known being Igor Kolomoisky, an energy magnate billionaire and then governor of, I'm probably going to destroy this because it's big, long, and I don't know the language, Dnipropetrovska region. Uh, in addition to Azov, Kolomoisky funded other volunteer battalions such as Dnipro 1 and Dnipro 2, Idar and Donbass units. 
Azov received early funding and assistance from another oligarch, Sari Taruta, the billionaire governor of the Donetsk region. So, like, all of that stuff of starting to kill the people of the Donbass started with Nazis who had been, you know, anointed to positions of governor in those regions. Well, um, I mean, if we go back to World War II, though, I mean, there was a lot of people in Ukraine that were on the side of the Nazis. They like to play it off like, oh, you know, we have a Holocaust memorial, you know, by our mass grave. But uh, it was Ukraine that did that to other Ukrainians. Yes. With the oversight of the Germans. It wasn't the Germans primarily that were killing the Ukrainians. No, the Germans just got Ukrainian Nazis to do the same type of shit and participate in the Holocaust. And that's never talked about how the Nazis in Ukraine wiped out a fuck ton of Jewish people during the Holocaust. Way more than Stalin could have dreamed of. That. Um, In 2015, Andrei Diachenko, the spokesperson for the regiment at the time, said that 10 to 20 percent of Azov's recruits were Nazis. Uh, The unit has denied it adheres to Nazi ideology as a whole, but Nazi symbols such as the swastika and SS regalia are rife on the uniforms and bodies of Azov members. As we've seen in the fucking news so much lately where it's like, hey, excuse me, what's what's that patch there? Motherfucker. Um, And people still want to deny like that's not Nazi symbols. Yes, it is. They even came out and said it is. They acknowledged they are Nazis. Um, the uniform carries the neo-Nazi Wolfsangle symbol, for example, which resembles a black swastika on a yellow background. The group said it is merely an amalgam of the letters N and I, which represent national idea, which is nationalist. It sounds really and Do you know of any nationalist groups that aren't <laughs> racist? I don't. I don't. When people tend to call themselves nationalists, they mean white nationalists in most cases. But either way, it's racist. I mean, it's especially in the in the left. Um, there are, there are good examples of left wing nationalism, but not fucking here. Um, I have met one at least. I don't understand how you can be on the left and be nationalist. And well, in Cubans. I'm mean, gonna try to keep this uh, asleep. okay impersonal as possible but i ended up at this house one time when i think i was like 23 um and i saw a couple flags and i was like that's an anarcho capitalist flag and like was like recognizing certain things and they were just like they thought that they just brought some bitch over um (laughs) and so (laughs) um and uh they did but they didn't um and he was an awful person um he takes most hand caps are he takes advantage of women but this was before i knew what does he have the age of consent memorized for all 50 states i mean he probably does he also thinks that um vikings give him visions in his dreams um Okay, let me just pause you right here. Shitty house, and he really is like a fucking loser. But 
he gave me the shirt to take home one time and like i didn't know anything about any symbols but then like i took it home and i like like someone looked at it and they were like this is fuck and so he was like i really need that back like i really really need that shirt back and i was like no i'm throwing that away because i hate you and i'm never gonna see you again Wow. That's that's as impersonal as I could get with this. Um, but yes, I have actually met these kinds of people and you kind of, it's, it's kind of a surprise because I think they want it to be a surprise. I would just like to point out, ANCAP, we might as well start calling them banana octopuses from here on out because that's as much sense as they make. We still have to clarify yeah. what banana octopus means. True. True. Let's just make it spread. How about we use that hashtag, banana octopus? <laughs> just make it catch on. Um, <laughs> but besides should, that, should I actually write that down? Yeah. Go. She, well, yep, you got it. Um, I, I'm, I'm on thirty hashtags now. It's cool. Um, oh my god, I have like five. <laughs> well, oh, I, I, thought, I thought of most of these like beforehand because I knew kind of what we were talking about. So now I'm just adding. Ah. Yeah, we, we were discussing that while waiting for your computer to fucking cooperate. Um, <laughs> but, I'm just uh, glad that I'm able to be here because <laughs> for a while there, I didn't think that was going to be the case. I would have <laughs> been like, fuck that shit, join from your phone. Get the fuck in here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> it's a late boy. It is. Um, hashtag Banana octopus. Me. I, said, I wrote it down. I really did. Um, <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, nice. Back to the article, though, so we can. Wrap I'm glad this your up. list is short. One that so you then, found too. Because um, I at least pe want people to see like the whole grasp of the founding of this. Right. Uh, uh, individual members have professed to being neo Nazis and hardcore far right ultranationalism is pervasive among their members. It's much more than that 20% they claim. Um, in January 2018, Azov rolled out its street patrol unit called National Druzina to restore the order in the capital of Kiev. Instead, the unit carried out pogroms against the Roma community and attacked members of the LGBTQ community. Quote, Ukraine is the world's only nation to have a neo-Nazi formation in its armed forces, end quote, said a awesome. correspondent for the U.S.-based magazine The Nation um, in an article from 2019. I'm not going to pull that up to be able to tell you who they didn't bother to say here. Um, a 2016 report by the United Nations Office of High Commissioner for Human Rights has accused the Azov Regiment of violating international humanitarian law. Gee, I wonder why. Um, the report detailed incidents over a period from November of 2015 to February 2016, where Azov had embedded their weapons and forces in used civilian buildings and displaced residents after looting their property. The report also accused the battalion of raping and torturing detainees in the Donbass region. In June 2015, both, the Canada, or both Canada and the United States announced that their own forces will not support or train the Azov Regiment, citing its neo-Nazi connections. However, the following year, the U.S. lifted the ban under pressure from the Pentagon. 
Surprise. And why? Because they were like, shit, we're already five billion deep in this from last year and more so now. Uh, we better. Well, I mean, and that's just, dude, the cash train is just rolling into Ukraine right now. Yep. And I, I'd like to also clarify that because I know that somebody is probably going to say, well, we have Nazis in our military. We have Nazis in our police force. And this is true. And this is something that we need to fucking organize against. But they are literally a sanctioned government body that is openly Nazi. And both are scary in their own ways. That should not be used. Oh, well, we have Nazis here, too. So let's just sit here and watch them. Right. Let's support them. Let's chase them out of town with a baseball bat. Right. Let's be performative and everybody loves inglorious bastards and then they fucking don't give a fuck when it comes to anything else. It's fucking stupid. People are fucking stupid. Anyway. Anyway. In October nineteen, forty members of Congress. U.S. Congress, led by Representative Max Rose, signed a letter unsuccessfully calling for the U.S. State Department to designate Azov as a foreign terrorist organization. Last April, Representative Elisa Slotkin repeated the request, which included other white supremacist groups, to provide an administration. Transnational support for Azov wide, and Ukraine has emerged as a new hub for the far right across the world. Men from across three continents have been documented to join the Azov training units in order to seek combat experience and engage in similar ideology, only to get used as human shields because they're fucking dumb. You want to um, know another country right in the area there that's been a hub for right-wing activity? And this is this is relevant considering that NATO is the cause of all this. But Poland... I was going to say, you could grab a fistful of Skittles and throw it at the map and you wouldn't be wrong, but okay. I mean, yeah. you're not wrong, but I mean, in terms of like, like, uh, blatant oppression of women, you know, like banning abortions, banning birth control, this kind of thing. Same thing for minorities. Um, Poland has not been friendly to them either. And they might not have a sanctioned portion of their military that is explicitly Nazi, but they don't really, you know, hide it either. That, that, which is why, you know, I I literally had somebody try to argue with me. It was either last night or today. They've been trolling, um, trying to say, well, why would people be rushing to Poland, fleeing to Poland if they were Nazis? You know, the Nazis were killing the Polish too. And it's like the Nazis gained a foothold in Poland after World War II as well. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, as, as much as it pains me to say this, Poland being forced into the USSR did not help that. No, it inflamed it further and made the Nazi presence there grow even more. Exactly. It is now a Nazi stronghold. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's, Finland has a right-wing problem too, but we could go down this rabbit hole all day. Really, <laughs> like you said, you, you're not right. You know, yeah, hey, you're gonna find some Nazi strongholds anywhere on that fucking part of the map. Just saying, that, you know, 
So, but like, uh, didn't we have a war about this? Wasn't like the whole world involved, right? But the thing well, is, we also didn't have a war, and Russia is still communist for sure, definitely. Um, the problem is our involvement there wasn't necessarily for, for some people personally who joined the military in World War II, like my grandfather, who was Jewish, that was personal and he wanted to go scalp some Nazis and got sent to Japan instead. But as far as our government involvement goes, no, not so much. That's why they had Operation Paperclip go in and yank out the Nazis that they found valuable and give them new identities and new jobs here. Some of them didn't even get new identities, uh, you know, like Von Braun. I'm just fucking saying. Right, right. He never hid who he he's was, but yet pretending. the average American doesn't know that he's a fucking Nazi. They he just, if the if they know that name, it's because of his work with uh, his work at NASA. Yep, yep. Straight up Nazi. No need to change his name when he's in NASA and therefore highly fucking protected. You know, um, when when he probably didn't much leave sites that were you know very high clearance level he didn't need to change his name but anyway we'll say granted that um those people were somewhat byproducts that probably wasn't the case with you know i'm i'm sort of using a all-encompassing oh but what if scenario um I don't know. Yeah, I can tell you they were never at the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> right. They got saved from that. They were rescued from that. Like, we can't have you go on trial. We want you to come work in science here. It's fucked. It's all fucked. And it's because of that long-standing um, remaining connection of between Nazis here and Nazis in Europe that our government was totally okay with funding some more fucking Nazis and starting this whole shit show. Azov would not have grown to be what it is today of having its own political parties and such if it wasn't for U.S. tax dollars being funneled over there. Well, yeah, and the, and the question we want to ask is uh, why didn't they just fire their defense minister? Well, they couldn't, not without a civil war in Ukraine. Yep. Uh, and that has been a longstanding issue well since 2014. Yep. Mm -hmm. That. They won't touch uh, it. I mean, I'd also kind of like to flip this on Russia, too. Things are not, I would assume, going well in Russia at this point. The sanctions are hitting full force, which is hurting the common Russians, by the way, not the fucking oligarchs. Um, but... Like, I, I mean, I mean, how bad are the know. conditions going to We only hear things there? because they cut off everything. They cut off hearing anything from them specifically. Okay. So right. now everything that we hear is hearsay. We don't know what it means or what it doesn't mean. Okay. Well, right, right. But I mean, like before things were cut off, there was people. I mean, we already know that there was thousands of people uh, being arrested per week. Um at, at anti-war rallies in Moscow alone. So, and, and they were protesting all across Russia, for that matter, risking 15-year prison sentences to say, no, you're not doing this in my name, basically. But has that escalated or has that calmed down? 
That's the real question. Like, is Putin possibly facing a, a real risk of revolution? And would it be a color revolution backed by the United States? Or would it be, you know, a real revolution? I mean, it would be cool if this did start um, a revolution against his homophobia and things like that. Um, right. An actual leftist revolution. Yeah. over. But I mean, like, like I said, we, we can't really know. And that's what's frustrating is that we everything is being censored now. That yeah. that's being censored over there and we can't know if they're having a revolution and they don't want us to be relating to them if there is a revolution at all somebody said i was pro-russian yesterday they only want us to be relating to ukrainian revolution they don't want us to be relating to anything else Everything well i mean that's about as counter of a counter revolution as you can have well and the, that's Ukraine. my problem with this whole thing is that i don't i definitely don't support putin he would not if i lived there i would be i'm non-binary and i'm bisexual so like I and you smoke not, weed and i smoke weed um but but um on top of that, like, I don't, I mean, I don't think that he instigated this. Apparently, I tell too many people like my AK. Um, and so, don't, don't <laughs> do that here right now, please. And nor should you. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Facebook don't like that. No. <laughs> we don't need that here right now, and that's not the time. Um. Good old fash bug. Right. Not the time. Um, no, it's piss poor way of doing that. Whatever. Anyway. Um, it's just frustrating because I don't think that Putin started this. I don't think that Putin's wonderful. I don't think that everything was going wonderfully before this. But I think, that this, like I said, the only, the only reason Ukraine has its balls out on the table right now is because the U.S. has been backing them the entire time. And they expect the U.S. to be coming in after them. Oh, yeah. Zelensky thought he was going to yeah, get that yeah. no-fly zone like that. Right. Yeah. No, and so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's bullshit because we'll never know what the actual working class or um, minority class is dealing with in those situations. No, Zelensky imprisoned his population to fight a war that they didn't want to do in the first place. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, CNN and MSNBC are talking about the possibility of you know Russian conscri uh, conscription, like. And it's like, wait, Zelensky just forced the people who have been getting terrorized by his military to have to join up with his military. Well, like I mean, like the people in Donetsk, like they've been putting up with this since 2014, and you know they're not happy to see this. I mean, like, all these people know each other. Like, this is a small region. Right. right. And it's like, like all of us fighting in Texas. They get it. They well, no, and that was, we kind just, of made it more personal earlier, too, with, like, the trying to leave, and you can't. And... But but even the people in those regions, they, they have neighbors, and they feel for those people that are being attacked just as they were. They don't want to see this happen. Right. Right. The thing is, like, yes, they have been straight up slaughtering the people of the Donbass, but even your everyday folks who live in western parts of Ukraine have, you know, also been going like, what the fuck? We don't want this either. 
and feel just but as that doesn't stop the Russian Maidan having taken over, formed a fucking Nazi coup and taken over their government that they didn't want there either. You know, um, it's fucking ridiculous that the only reason that they're even still in government is because of U.S. backing and funding and training. I mean, this army. is specifically why capitalism is a problem, because these countries are just a bunch of rich dudes fighting for their own interests and their own money, even though they already have enough to make them fine for the rest of their fucking lives. And it's just a dick. It's a dick measuring pissing contest. They they don't from government measure, which is, it's the same reasons. I mean, it's so simple without even reading a single book to understand that these people are outside in a realm that we will never live in and that we're all going to die because of it. The U.S. is held down a nuclear war. Definitely tell you that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what they're all about. War well, makes them money. So how long do you think it's going to be before the U.S. says that our claims anyway, that, uh, you know, that Russia has used a tactical nuke or chemical weapons or, you know, a cyber attack against the U.S. They've so, been saying all of these things since before the invasion happened. Here, here, Here's what I, I think that I'm... And I'm pretty ignorant, and I'm. This is based off of YouTube videos, whatever. I I think Kiev's going to fall by the end of April. Um, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen after that. Well, I mean, I'm not okay. So, like, the Ukrainian forces are taking some some ground back, which I mean, we don't got to go super detail into it, but. Uh, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm not, and I'm not rooting on any sides or anything. I'm just saying from from what the picture looks like, it, and and yeah, this uh, things like this, what is striving over particular regions, that can definitely delay it. Um, but from what I see and from what I mean, like I know, um, I mean I'm using. I'm using YouTube to guide me on this at this point, so we're all fucked. Um, but it's it's looking like towards the end of April that Kiev will fall, in theory. In theory. Um, yeah, they, they are putting up a huge stance, but if Russia wants to say fuck it all, they can bomb it all. If they really want to. They don't want to. Well, I mean, I do kind of think that, and I don't mean to side with like Western media here, but I do think to an extent that Putin's back is against the wall. Um, simply like, look, okay, so like they used hypersonic missiles, I think, just to prove that they had them to blow up a weapons depot. Yeah, it doesn't Western make any Ukraine. sense where they used it, where they used it from a operational standpoint. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I just wanted to, I guess, like tie that in with what Chelsea was saying about, you know, it being a pissing contest. It basically is because Putin knows that the U.S. does not currently have uh, functioning hypersonic missiles, but China does and Russia does. Well, now now we know that Russia does. Um, And I, I, I think it was I think it was more of a means to flex. Right. And I think that that's what a lot of this is. Um, but since 
like the Ukrainians have been able to hold out Kiev and uh, Mariupol as long as they have, I think that that's why we're seeing an increasing uh, amount of bombing runs, uh, missile strikes. So, so one of the ideas that another person presented was that they're running low on their other missiles, and that's why they did that. And that makes no sense to me because, no. like, uh, Russia's always been held bent on surface-to-air defense, always. Um, you know, we, we had this little thing called the Cold, uh, Cold War, and they've been held bent on it. And they've been, I feel like Russia has kind of made their army around that. And like, oh my God, they're just like, look at all these losses and everything. And it's like, well, yeah, there's. It's a war. Yeah, but at the same time. Um, it's just a baby war. It's going to get bigger. Oh God. Um, but the same yeah. Time, Putin's, um, well, you know, obviously I only know this in the terms of Western media, but I believe it. Um, they don't want to tell him the truth to a certain extent. And he's getting pissed about it. I, I do think that there is uh, definitely that variable in it. Is it exaggerated? Yeah. But um, it's definitely, it's not helping either. Um, I don't know. I can tell you, uh, I'm not as hell-bent on putting gas in my vehicle. There, you know, that's one of the advantages of if there's nuclear fallout or any of that. I'm like, eh, what's the point? You work from home. That's very easy for you to say. Well, it doesn't matter if I'm dying of radiation poisoning. Fair. I am glad that I have my car back because it's got better gas mileage. Bye. Oh, I got back right at the wrong time. Well, that's fine. It's like, it's, it'll be at least a little bit better. It's a darker so I don't think I'll ever come to that. While we're talking about the fascism of Ukraine, we, we kind of hinted that we were going to talk about this. I sent the links in the, the restream chat for you guys, but there's a Business Insider article um, that talks about it, and that actually kind of shocked me. Um, of course, they're painting the whole thing as these parties have ties to Russia, but fuck that. There's also a Left Voice article, which I haven't read yet, but... I would assume that they are a left voice and they're probably coming to the same conclusion that we are. Um, you know, that I first like they how came you for the communists. parallel and a segue here. This is beautiful. <laughs> right. That, that was on the fly. This was not originally on the agenda. No, well, I mean, you actually did it better than me thinking about it for several days. So congrats on that one. Uh, I mean, they're banning leftist parties, and we're just changing the names of things to numbers. Oh, my fucking God, yeah. None of this has to do it's with... It's the same Russia. thing! It's just... <laughs> no, that was perfect. I don't even know how you made that fucking flow that way, but it was wonderful. Rob um, is a genius. Rob is the genius. 
So, like, some of these quotes, even in this Business Insider article, are just alarming, right? Um, here's one. Quote, Given the full-scale war waged by the Russian Federation and the ties of some political structures with this state, any activity, any activity of a number of political parties during the martial law is suspended. The 11 opposition parties named were Opposition Platform for Life, Shari Party, I might have said that wrong, Nashi, Opposition Bloc, Left Opposition, Union of Left Forces, uh, Progressive Socialist Party of Ukraine, Socialist Party of Ukraine, Socialist Party, and Volodymyr Saldo Bloc. I'm not sure about that last one. But they're all, well, not all, they're mostly all left parties. This is very much a suppression issue. Uh, not to draw any more, you know, Nazi parallels or anything here, but first they came for the communists. And were, and were you surprised by any of this? I mean, no. ultimately, no, they, not at they all. They literally no, that's don't not want any of the groups who, who opposed this Nazi coup government to actually speak out. Like, yeah, we've been fucking calling this out for eight years. That alone proves everything that we've been saying this entire time. And it's funny because they're still not going to care. Um, but I think this is beautifully going into Florida's banning or stripping the study room of Karl Marx. And I'll read that one if you want me to. Well, before we go there, um, I want to leave the Ukraine subject off with one note here that I'm going to screen share because this is something that I was um, spending headlines. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you sounded like you were done. No, okay. I, I said there was several quotes, and then I read one. Oh, uh, but they're they're okay. So like, basically, he's just like reiterating what we already know, right? But he's trying to explain it off as uh, this one says, "I want to remind all politicians from any camp, wartime shows very well the meanness of personal ambitions of those who try to put." their own ambitions, their own party, or their own career above the interests of the state, the interests of the people. So first of all, he put the state before the people in that quote, and I think that says all you need to remember That's about that. Sure. But he's he's blaming it all on war, like they didn't fucking start it to begin with. Oh. And uh, he, he added that any activity, any activity of politicians aimed at splitting or collaborating will not succeed, but it will get a tough response. The activities of those politicians aimed at division or collusion will not succeed, but will receive a harsh response. And the Ministry of Justice will immediately take comprehensive measures to enforce the ban. The, the ban. The ban. So, so that's, that's where I wanted to leave that off. That's all. But. No, um, I actually, I can't remember exactly what was always my question and things, but like you pointing out that he said the state before the people is like there. I can't remember exactly what in my childhood that I was just like, that's not right. I think it was state and government. It was like, if it was, it was like, first it's, it's the law and second it's immoral. I think it was cigarettes or selling alcohol to minors or something like that. And, like, obviously that's a very, like, minor situation, but I was always just, like, 
why is it the law first and it's wrong second? Like, what does that have to do with oh, anything? It's still bad for you, no matter how fucking old you are. So, like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, but at the same time, um, what also I think stood out was um, that he put state with people at the same time. It was like you put your own issues over the state and the people and you're like you don't care about the people these people that you're banning are the ones that care about the people and you don't and he literally i'm made not even convinced that he's people anyway. that care about the people to shut the fuck up and you don't care because you're not letting your citizens leave just to be safe you don't care because you started this yourself he threatened to kill them just there that's at least that's the vibe i got from that if he is putting a direct threat against their lives if they speak up that means their only fucking option for the safety of their life itself is to flee east into russia if they can even get there past the front lines of bullshit what were you going to say he's literally trying to fucking give himself an excuse to kill anybody who dissents what was your last note um are are you done with that part? Yeah. Rob? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I'm gonna screen share this. This is on the the theater bombing that people have been discussing. Um, now, mind you, actually, here. Let me show you this other one first because it is preemptive. Right here on the 13th. Here. Information allegedly came from Mariupol locals. Reminder, they are mostly ethnic Russian. That neo Nazis. why they're fleeing into Russia. Right. But the neo-Nazis from Azov were gathering Mariupol children, women, elderly, all into a building of the Mariupol Drama Theater and are going to blow it up, blaming the victims on Russian shelling. So then three days later on the 16th, Ukraine says Russia strikes Mariupol theater, sheltering residents. Moscow denies attack. Like the people were coming out saying we are under direct fucking threat right now and being ignored. And now Western media is literally grabbing a hold of this and trying to pretend like like the, the Russian military did this. No, the Ukrainian military did this to their fucking own. Yeah, yeah, co complete right down to the Russian word for children being written in rocks outside. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's the only false flag that we've seen. But especially like, okay, so since this invasion started, I've been listening more than usual, I guess, to uh, radio broadcasts, right? Like, I have Sirius XM radio. Um, and I'll like flip through the news stations on my way to work or on my lunch, if not on my way to work. But the point is, is I've been hearing that the, these same lines repeated and repeated and repeated, and it doesn't matter what channel it is. It can be Fox news. It can be CNN, it can be MSNBC or NPR or the BBC world service, but they're all saying pretty much, pretty much worded the exact same way. They're all saying the same thing about how. The Mariupol theater shelling was a war crime. 
And, you know, they deliberately bombed a theater with children inside and yada, yada, yada. But as you were just pointing out, I'm not even convinced that they did it. Me neither. Not when the people who were being forced into that theater were already coming out three days prior saying the Ukrainian military is forcing us in here to kill us. It's um, it's it's very gnarly as far as what's going on over there. Uh, so you have you you have Russians pretending to be Ukrainians, um, and like I I don't I don't think that's false at all. Um, I think it's an uncomfortable aspect of this war. And I think you see it on both sides, um, just because you have a proxy civil war going on more than anything, um, and you're not going to hear any of that in the news. There's not, there's no fanfare around that. There's nothing you can build around that. So it's always going to be Russia versus them. Um, well, yeah, and they make it sound like the Ukrainians are 100%, you know, like, we're going to stand by our country, because that's the only people yeah, that CNN, and MSNBC very, will air. Absolutely. <laughs> and there are very uncomfortable first-hand accounts um, from predominantly, we'll say Russia-controlled, but... I, I mean, you can't get away from Russia. It, it's it's Russia. Like, it's in the culture, all of that. So you're, you're going to have those disparities. And I mean, there are hard lines drawn to the country as far as how they separate. Fine, whatever. But there, there are regions that have been shelled for, you know, like we talked about, <coughs> Eight years. At least, yeah. And all that stuff's getting washed away. None of that stuff matters now, apparently. <laughs> and so it's it, it, it's awkward from the citizen's point of view. Um, and a lot of these people, even when they were subjected to that, you know, they have kids. They have kids that are going to interact with people in those other regions or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, it's too close of an area to not just, for the average citizen to say, I'm just going to cut off everyone I'm talking to in this region. It doesn't happen. And if you were to pull any one of those civilians from that area and talk about it, they would talk about the awkwardness of it. It just, it's, it's the fallout of propaganda that we experience that they don't, you know, we can perpetuate war. They feel it. We don't have to. We just get to use it to distract us from how poor we are all the time. It's really cool. Yeah, pretty much. It's a really cool cycle of events. Feeds the brain. Sounds like it's working. Sounds like it's working perfectly. Right. So does, it, 
throw negative news at you to make you feel down. And then we'll throw a happy news at you. And you know what's not going to make me happy? All of the Kardashian and Megan Fox videos that I get sent to me for no reason. They're doing that part wrong. It's making me more mad. So the the parallels I draw from (laughs) this are, you know, like from the Iraq war, uh, if you're anti-war, you're unpatriotic. If you you don't side with the Ukrainians, you're pro-Russia. That's the same shit they're pulling now. Right. It's like, no, you, you had many opportunities not to kill your civilians. That that help the u.s and nato had uh, many opportunities to not fund the nazis who at that time were just starting to slaughter the civilians of the donbass region at this point there's at least thirteen thousand dead from the donbass region to the hands of the neo-nazi paramilitaries and military sections of ukraine in the last eight years alone so we'll, we'll we'll see how this plays out, but from the this is just I have no basis on any of this. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's me watching YouTube videos, um, but I like the reasoning, and they said that they think Kiev is going to fall within you know by the end of April to the Russians, and. We'll see how accurate it is. But it's, uh, I mean, to me, it sounds relatively realistic. I don't think it's a win win for anyone, but no. no. I was actually just thinking, like, imagine how long that additional month in what a week is going to feel to the people that are living in Mariupol or in Kiev. Yeah. How they can come to the table and agree on some, I mean, these are pretty crude things to agree on, but the, the whole point of it comes down to the impact in the West. That's really what all this stagnates around. Yeah. And that's really what it's been around or been about since 2014. <clears throat> well, since way before that, actually, but at least as far as the majority of this shit specifically being ignited and kicking off, right? It was fun. Uh, so we what do we got next? 97. Um, it was agreed on well before that, but as far as the fallout, I would say the hardcore most of it, like, like when it really came to a head, was when we started getting into Kosovo. Well, Bosnia, I think, was before Kosovo, but all of those interactions, all those uh, Baltic states, all that. This is a continuation of that. Sorry. 
So, uh, Chelsea, I think that next what we have is, uh, you know, the Karl Marx. Well, that was why I went so quickly into this is because it looked like you were trying to set it up yourself. It kind of just like flowed completely. Let's dive. You, you, you made me jump ahead in a way. I'm sorry, like, I didn't. No, I know you didn't expect it to be that perfect, but it was. And then I was like, "All right, shut up, Rob. That was the perfect segue." <laughs> it's also twelve fifteen. Um, <laughs> sorry, I popped in here with all doom and gloom. Uh, <laughs> well, well, so the University of Florida has stripped its study room of its Karl Marx nameplate. Because of the Russian invasion. Before I read this, I think I've told the story on another stream in which I was greeted by someone while I was wearing a Karl Marx shirt that said class dismissed underneath it, and he was wearing sunglasses. It's not political because I'm a sociology major, and it's fucking funny. And so he was like, is that Karl Marx? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, isn't that the, and I was like, sociologist? And so, um, and so then my boss was like, to this other guy, uh, he started to call Karl Marx Russian. And I was like, no, he was not Russian. He was German. He's German. So this is funny that this is coming up again now, except I am like having a serious problem with it because I cannot imagine that every single sociology professor in that fucking school was like, yeah, get rid of that. Like how, like, how do you run a university and you don't know what history or economics, like, if you don't know who Karl Marx is, then I'm pretty sure that you don't know fucking anything at all. <laughs> Unless you're, like, a biology major and you don't have to know who Karl Marx is. Like, hey, I'm a biology major and I know who the fuck Karl Marx is. Why? Because yeah, we're to take humanities I'm just saying too. it's not necessarily but, directly applicable. So maybe you could skip him if you're like a nurse or something. Well, yeah, yeah. Go but to, like, go to a vet school and that's. But that doesn't Marx mean is. every nurse skips him. It just means that you could not experience that in your school life. Otherwise, depending history, what sociology, economics, yeah. religion, but, sociology politics fucking everything literally everything and then the entire school was like yeah this is a good move i i'd lightly address this in an article i wrote for economics um about just having different economic ideals than capitalism and they flip shit and this was you know not during uh, oh i do that a lot but i'm undergrad so they just think i'm very ambitious well, we're talking about 10 years ago. Um, and it's it's weird. Well, I, I learned to just not read the comments um, early on. Because <laughs> it's really bad. Um, it's nothing's changed. I just wonder who was involved in making that decision to pull his yeah. name off. And it's um, like, so you know who the fuck Marx is. You probably shouldn't have a say in whether or not his name is still on that door. I'm going to read this and it gets worse. 
So the University of Florida has changed the names of its library study rooms that reference historical figures, including one called the Karl Marx Group Study Room. The university made the change after it's received media attention, noting Karl Marx's name inscribed outside the door of a study room within the school's George A. Smathers Libraries. Given current events in Ukraine and elsewhere in the world, we determined it was appropriate to remove the name of Karl Marx that was placed on a group study room at the University of Florida in 2014. Hesse Fernandez, that is the quote from him, the school's director of strategic communications, told this to Campus Reform. Earlier this month, Campus Reform published a photo of Karl Marx's name inscribed on the nameplate that described him as a philosopher, radical economist, radical economist, and revolutionary critic of all that exists. Marx was also credited as being the founder of scientific socialism. The unique extent of the influence of Marx's materialist explanation of the workings of society, economics, and history inevitably saw Marx's theory extend its influence to literary criticism. The plaque read, the, the university has reportedly since removed all nameplates name plates, referencing historical figures, opting to assign each of the 14 study rooms a number. Other study rooms were named after figures such as Ben Franklin, William Shakespeare, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Martin Luther King Jr., Jane Austen, and Gandhi. I did catch a correlation there with... Um, the 14 study rooms and the 14 words. Um, and it might just be a correlation, but it seems like it could be a dog whistle. It's like, well, you can count 14 and you can remember 14 words. Um, and I will find those words for you because I know that not everybody knows this, but... Um, Sorry, pulling a... You're fine. Check that. And sorry, I'm gonna crash the party here. <laughs> You're good. I mean, you can say. No, no. Can say on. more I'm... things. Right. You're welcome to. Um, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Is the 14 words of the white nationalist slogan. Um. It could be purely coincidence that they have 14 rooms, but the fact that they took away a whole bunch of historical figures, whether they be good or bad, really just says that they're erasing history and replacing it with, you can count to 14. Um, well, very severely and purposely misunderstanding all of Karl Marx's history completely. Intentionally misunderstanding it. No, it's like they're they're spinning a narrative because it's a university. So I mean, I am in a university. Well, there's no way that they don't know. There's no fucking way that they don't know. Which is why I said it's intentional, because they have to be fucking aware at least of that base minimum. Like this is a German sociologist not a russian and even if it was a russian sociologist that would not even justify that bullshit anyway but they're trying to spin it like that and probably because marx heavily influenced the bolshevik revolution which led to um a, a 
at least attempt to have set up a communist system there. And they're just trying to like do this general sweep of like, oh, we're going to pretend like they're still commies, even though they've been capitalists for decades. Um, so here, let's blame Karl Marx. Yeah. And it's dumb. As are my LED LED lights that are going nuts right now. So, well, I mean, I'm cool to move on to the next one. I don't know how much longer he's going to be. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Which one was the next one? Oh, we're saving the abortion bill for last. So, um, well, he said that he wasn't saving the abortion bill for last because he said he wanted something to add about an elected official. Okay. Well, still. And I mean, I can go forever. So by the time this is over, um, he'll probably be back. Well, uh, for efficiency of time's sake, I'm at least going to pull this up and let this play while we wait for his triumphant return. Uh, this is the video here from the tornado that hit New Orleans. There it is. Oh, what the fuck? And it's going to hit me with a commercial. Are you kidding me? Stop. Sorry. The whistle from the kettle. My husband's snoring. The <laughs> toilet flushing. Garbage truck backing up. First sound I heard. The first sound I heard Sorry, was my hearing aids. It's what I heard the day I got my hearing aids. Find your beautiful sounds at hearinglife.com. You can see it. Okay, folks, get to your safe place. Um, we've got a definite tornado that is moving northeast. Looks like it's in uh, the lower nine. Can we move that camera and track it as it goes? Uh, there we there are. We so it's really racing. You can see some rotation around the main tornado. This looks like a wedge tornado. Uh, now maybe lifting a little bit, uh, another spinning around it. Folks, this is something I hoped I would never see. That EF3 that we had February 7th, 2017 caused so much damage. Right over New Orleans East. Right, right. Yeah. Let's go uh, to our storm tracker and I want to see the reflectivity, have them side by side if I could. Introducing next generation herbicide drift control. New Ultralock adjuvant from Winfield United combines DRA and DRT science to help your herbicide applications deliver ultra weed control. Ask your retailer about Ultralock adjuvant today. Cap coming up. Yeah, they're going to be out there again today. And now it's time for our baby of the day. This is Levi Martin. Hi, here's the tornado. And now here's the baby of the day. After your fucking advertisement. You're on mute. 
goodness, that was annoying me. Like, how are you going to make me sit through another fucking commercial thinking you're going to continue storm coverage? And then, baby, no, no, done. Um, however, I do have an update on that from the search and rescue teams that are out uh, looking, trying to find people. Um the tornado hit parts of New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Uh, it's resulted in at least one death and prompted search and rescue teams to deploy to the area. The tornado was spawned by a storm system that previously caused at least one reported death and widespread damage in Texas and Oklahoma on Monday. Forecasters expect... Yeah. Um, forecasters expect the system to continue to... So cause severe weather uh, into Wednesday. Uh, just a reminder, we're pre-recording this on Tuesday, folks, so maybe we'll know more on Thursday about this. Um, if so, I'm sure it'll be in the comments. Right. Uh, within an hour, the tornado and storm had already moved east out of the city, although more tornadoes in the region were possible. New Orleans city officials reported power outages and downed power lines. Photos showed debris in the city's lower ninth ward, which borders St. Bernard Parish, where officers reported more severe damage. Uh, southeast of New Orleans, St. Bernard's Parish, Sher Sheriff Jimmy Pullman uh, said in a news conference that one person was confirmed dead and multiple others were injured in the suburb. Photos from New Orleans Fire Department showed crumpled cars, roofs torn off of foundations, and completely leveled houses. The department said it was assisting the St. Bernard Parish Fire Department. Um, so I imagine they mean the police department said they're assisting. Anyway, uh, in Robbie, Louisiana, located in St. Bernard Parish, uh, they suffered significant damage uh, per AccuWeather, uh, with the New Orleans Fire Department requesting a major EMS response following the tornado amid reports of injuries and residents being trapped. The Louisiana Office of State Fire Marshals sent staff to Arabi and other affected areas to conduct search and rescue operations. Um, parts of St. Bernard Parish, southeast of New Orleans, where Arabi is located, were heavily damaged by Katrina back in 2005. So this, this poor area just keeps getting hit. Well, and it, there was a Category 4 in 2021, right? If I remember right, yeah. And speaking of high winds, we're getting them here. I just heard some of my shit outside go flying. That should be fun to chase down when I go back out there. Um, Reggie Ford was nearby when the tornado struck. He drove away from the area only to return once it passed to offer help to anybody who needed. And so far, he said the streets are eerily quiet, uh, only filled with fresh devastation from the twister. He said, quote, I see down power lines. A church is completely destroyed. Three businesses are completely destroyed. There are eight blocks of houses missing their roofs. Uh, end quote there. Uh, he posted a video on Instagram showing the debris, uh, the cluttered streets, the shredded buildings, um, a, a car on top of a roof. Meanwhile, to the west of the city, the Jefferson Parish Department of Fire Services reported no major structural damage or injuries. 
Louisiana's governor, however, John Bell Edwards, said state agencies are helping to assess the storm's impacts. Uh, at least 50 million people were under threat of severe storms on Tuesday and Wednesday, the Storm Prediction Center had said earlier. Uh, high winds uprooted trees in Ridgeland, Mississippi, as a possible tornado passed through there on Tuesday afternoon, but there were no immediate reports of injuries or serious damage to buildings. And Wednesday, the risk of thunderstorms will shift further east, bringing the potential for tornadoes to areas from northern California, northern California, Jesus, no, northern Florida. My brain's not working right. I need more caffeine. Um, to eastern Virginia. Um, there was at least four injured after tornadoes hit Texas and Oklahoma as well. Um, and the week, weekend storms could reach Atlanta by Wednesday morning. Uh, the Na National Weather Service forecasts a lessening threat of flooding and severe weather for Wednesday. Um, the, the tornadoes that began in Texas on Monday afternoon uh, there was more than 48,000 Texas out households without power, uh, according to poweroutage.us. Yeah, so um, Texas declared a, uh, what was the wording that they just used? Hold on, I'm sorry, state let me. Emergency? No, it was, uh, I think it was state of crisis, actually. Oh, they, they declared a disaster. That's what it was, sorry. Okay. Um... Yeah, there was flash floods. Schools had to be closed. Um, one person died in Sherwood Shores, Texas, and several injured. Um, still scrolling. There's a lot of photos in here. Uh, further south, three people were severely injured in Houston County after two mobile homes were destroyed. In Elgin, a suburb of Austin, three more people were injured, including two who were rescued Monday night after they were trapped in a collapsed structure. Uh, four people were rescued Tuesday after being trapped under flattened buildings in the town of Bowie, about 70 miles northwest of Fort Worth. No injuries were reported, though, at least according to Fox 4 News that was covering that. Uh, confirmed tornadoes caused damage in Round Rock, Texas, Granger, Texas, Taylor, Texas, and Kingston, Oklahoma. Um, interviewed someone in Round Rock here named Cotelementas. He said he thought he was going to die. Uh, the neighbors scrambled to cover their damaged roofs with tarps and stuff before the rain came in, but the tornado completely destroyed his house. Um, the storm ripped the wall and roof parts off of Jacksboro High School and left debris scattered in the city about six miles northwest of Fort Worth. Um, 60 to 80 homes as well as Jacksboro's high school and elementary school were damaged. Minor injuries reported, but all students and staff members were safe. Um, scrolling again goodness I will uh, share this article too so that way people can actually scroll through here and look at the photos because there's tons of them um, 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott said Monday at a news conference, quote, we know there are many people whose lives have been completely disrupted and people who have lost their homes. So, thanks, Captain Obvious. We didn't notice. Um, so I know that this is going to be very outdated by Thursday, but I do want to screen share from my weather app here and show the line of storms that this all spawned from, which is currently over Michigan to Florida. Do you see it? Uh, is it there? Just a second. I was still on the other page. Copying and pasting the link. And it looks like my batteries are dying because my lights are going fucking dim now. Um, I might have to step out to turn the jetty back on. Uh, and no, it's not sharing your screen. Oh, because you have to approve it, huh? Oh, yeah. Sorry, give me a second. I was copying and pasting that uh, article link here so that you can tag that one in the description, too. And there you go. I'll be right back. Check out the size of that storm, though. The fuck? Now, I'm not a meteorologist or anything, but March is still, like, too early for fucking tornadoes, right? Yeah. Like, should be, I mean. Should be. But, I don't know, Oklahoma's weird, so, I mean, I, I can't tell. That's why I asked that it hit Oklahoma, because I never heard anything about it, as far as Oklahoma was concerned, so... Um, I mean, we're usually kind of used to those things. I don't know about that about that area specifically if they're used to it, but like between Oklahoma City and Tulsa, um, they're worse in Oklahoma City. But you're used to the warnings, and you kind of don't even take them seriously. Gotcha. Um, either way, though, uh, I think. I mean, no, that storm is huge, strong. though. I mean, that's not. I just well, have a cultural, I have a cultural, I'm um, practical. Desensitization. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cultural and it's practical. It's just like, it's a mix of things. That's why people go and stand out on their porch. So, um, it, it it's different depending, but I mean, sometimes the cultural aspect overlays the app, the practical when something is actually fucking happening. And people die out on their porch for no reason. <laughs> so, Fair. Yeah. Um, it goes both ways. But, but yeah, I mean, it spawned tornadoes in Oklahoma, Tennessee, or not Tennessee. What the fuck? Where did I get? Because I was looking at the storm now. I had never Oklahoma, really Texas, uh, Mississippi, and Louisiana. I'm right? hearing more about tornadoes in areas that I've never heard that there were tornadoes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's what I was going to say is like, this follows up a whole ass string of winter tornadoes um, through this, you know, 2021, 20, 2022 winter. Uh, you know, we, we were seeing tornado warnings in literally every month, I think. And that's, that's bizarre to me. 
but climate change is only going to exacerbate this. It's not going to get better if we don't do anything about it. Well, but at the same time, it's not going to get any better if billionaires don't have anything to do about it. Which, honestly, while it was a dem so uh, documentary-ish sort of thing, the big scary S-word is a very good movie to watch if you can gain access to it. Uh, it's on Hulu, where I watched it, but... Um, it was a little too optimistic at times. It was a little too scared of the word communist. But it did talk about an involvement with things. And it did talk about Karl Marx and the actual history of Karl Marx. And uh, specifically how the biggest socialists that we know were very American people. Like Eugene V. Debs. Um, and I can't remember who else that they were talking about. But... Um, Specifically with um, I'm blanking now. I've gone too far into this introduction on them. Specifically with weather, it was talking about um, how the billionaires don't have any specific interest in it um, at the moment because I mean I think that they know that they will be the last people affected, but I don't think that they know that if they don't have anybody to slave away for them, that they're going to be fucked because they can't fend for themselves because they don't do anything with their lives. Yeah. So um, I use Weather Underground as a weather app, right? Because, well, I really like the features that it offers. You can, like, literally link your own weather station to it, etc. I would so say... So you get like extremely localized results. But anyway, there's a lot of articles on here about these strings of tornadoes, right? Like Mississippi, New Orleans, more tornadoes possible. And they're showing, uh, you know, Georgia, uh, the Carolinas, northern Florida. That's weird. Like, I don't know these. It, I don't know if this is like a supercell storm or whatever, but like these types of events are becoming so common. I remember hearing about them like what, two years ago for the first time, like supercell storms, you know, like massive storms moving across the whole continent at once. But like now they're like once or twice a month. It's a problem. And it's a billionaire problem. How are we going to make them care? Because there's nothing that we can do unless companies stop overproducing and billionaires stop overproducing. But also in our conversations in the future, I would think that if we're talking about the weather, the Weather Underground app that talks about weather or the Weather Underground, that we could be more clear about where that goes because sometimes my brain goes in different ways and it's not the right one well there was also an organization like, called the weather underground which yeah is that's probably why where... we've been talking about that too and we'll bring that up eventually here but i keep getting confused because it's the weather it's the weather underground and then it's the other one weather underground and then also it's a doc which is documentary or it's a document and so 
<laughs> I just get confused all the time. I'm just like, I don't know. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> I thought you were segueing again. Like, here, we're going to go from the I Weather Underground it. app to the Weather <laughs> Underground <laughs> movement. <laughs> they all mean something different when we talk about the weather. And now I'm confused all the time. Um, well, I mean that—that's why when I said weather underground there, I specified it was an app. The app. That's yeah. fine because, but that didn't specify <laughs> because we've been talking about the weather underground, and so that just made it even more confusing than it all already was. And so, yeah, that's it's I'm okay. Saying. You'll be fine. <laughs> Wasn't a death blow. <laughs> So what do we have left? Oh, yeah, the South China oh, Sea. Wait, what? Yes. The what? South China Sea. We're, then, yeah, yeah. The, how the many AP. other things do we have after That's, that? This is the last one besides the abortion. The one that you, Okay, yeah. all right, cool. And I'm going to make this quick, to be honest, okay? Uh, basically, uh, U.S. Admiral, uh, the, the Pacific Commander, uh, more specifically, is claiming that China has fully militarized at least three of several islands it built in the South China Sea. No, that that does not say the South United States Sea or the South Australian Sea or even the Taiwan Sea. It's the fucking South China Sea. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, um, anti-ship and anti-aircraft missile systems laser and jamming equipment, and fighter jets. Point is, I just wanted to bring this up to say that we are beating the war drums not only with Russia, but also with China at the same fucking time. And it's over the South China Sea, which is very clearly Chinese waters, and Australian and uh, NATO carriers... Uh, namely the United States, but they're not the only ones, should probably just stay out of Chinese waters. That's right. I don't Especially know. Given like, I don't like any of these dictators, but at the same time, I would be like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I mean, that's what I do in my own life. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wait, where do you think that you come to this? The U.S. is like, wait a minute, we only parked our shit in your backyard. You're not supposed to respond. And the only reason that I say this is because fuck them and fuck whatever they're doing. That's totally fine. Fuck that shit. Fuck it. But I don't want a war over it because that just means more people are fucked by it. Like the people that are dealing with their problems in whatever country they live in, are entirely in understanding of what's happening to them. And then they have the means to fucking change it. We don't need to be involving ourselves in other people's shit. We need to fix our own fucking shit. And then we need to still not deal with anybody else's shit. It's not hard. Good it's luck being an adult. Though, who are all of that. <laughs> Having 50 million fucking U.S. military bases around the world to play world police. Because those idiots are all still out there like, America, fuck yeah. Only you want to see my dick? Because you're going to see it whether you want to or not. That. Damn. <laughs> Hashtag dick pics. 
What? Uh-huh. <laughs> we would reach a whole nother level. <laughs> I'm writing that down. It's in there. We're in there. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I wanted to make that short and sweet, but when that like scrolled in front of my face earlier i had to like do a double a double take right like time out we're pissed that china's where in china oh my god mm-hmm. yep i don't know it just is one of those things where it's like what did they fucking think china's response was going to be to a bunch of american and nato fucking ships parking on the shores themselves. of australia to our country they stated themselves and they sell their shit to our country. And they didn't ask for warships to be parked right on the edge of I mean, where the South China Sea meets the waters around us. Destabilize everything that we have and then act like we're all just supposed to fucking sit here and suffer. Like that fucking Bloomberg article. This wasn't supposed to be fun. Take the bus. I'm sorry. I thought we were making America great again. How about I'll take the goddamn bus when Bloomberg takes the goddamn bus? Yeah, every time I, like, I've seen some Bloomberg articles and I've shared them, like, specifically about um, unions on uh, baristas, service industry people, and I've still felt really disgusting for sharing it from Bloomberg. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, leaves you dirty. So, um, I think that we've kind of saved the biggest topic for last. I'm trying um, not to go really hard into it. So we're going to just deal with the facts first. By all okay. means. <laughs> I, yeah, I was basically leading it up, like, take it away. <laughs> um... So Missouri has introduced an abortion bill that um, would include banning ectopic pregnancies that could be potentially deadly. Um, This also includes the um, banning of Plan B. And a parallel bill that is being sent in side by side with it was also banning anything after 30 days from your last period. So by the time you find out that you're even pregnant at the earliest, it's already too late to get an abortion. Yes. Um, And the... um, So from what Natalie had posted today, Natalie brought us into this um, conversation with posting that to Femtifa. Um, But then today she posted another thing um, talking about how um, (coughs) the Baptist man that proposed this um, really has no idea what it entails to get rid of these pregnancies um or that these are pregnancies that will never come to fruition and that will kill the mother it's like you're not you're definitely not going to have a baby out of this and she is definitely going to die right it's simply not viable it's, it's, and, he's, and he's a baptist which is not fucking surprising to me because baptists are the plague of the world 
I'd say they're hand in hand with like Pentecostals. They're just <coughs> no, they're not because Pentecostals sort of keep to themselves a little bit more. The Baptists decide to run for office. Not in my experience, but you know, I mean, most probably of them are more Baptists. Baptists and, I mean, to be Baptist honest, is awful too. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. like yeah. really say what I think about Christianity, but I think that we're getting there. Um, I was going to bed. I'm an old man. He's an old man. Ooh. Bye. All right. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> it's like you're talking about uteruses and shit. Now I'm out. <laughs> well, and I came in. He knew when he came back in here that that's what we were getting into. But he's totally down. It's fine. I know. Um, I'm but- teasing. But no, uh, you can you can guess what I think about Christianity, and I have been raised in it completely, so I get to have that opinion. Um, I have hashtag Christo fascism. Oh yes, yes. And I need to use that in one of the articles that we're going to get into soon with things. So definitely. Um, But what I wanted to get into is a book called. rage becomes her on this specific issue because this is something that continues to come up no matter what state it is um and um the chapter is called mother rage and um there's only three excerpts but it does um talk about specific studies on um women's issues as far as reproductive rights are concerned um, and I need to write down probably reproductive rights. Um, but the first one that shits on America is um, it says virtually all societies glorify motherhood, and yet, in a reflection of what this means for women. Every 90 seconds, a woman dies from a preventable pregnancy-related complication. According to the World Health Organization, 99% of maternal deaths occur in developing countries in Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. However, the United States has the maternal has the highest maternal mortality rates in the developed world and is the only country in which that rate is growing. Today, it is safer to give birth in Bosnia or Kuwait than in California, and a woman having a baby in the United States is six times more likely to die than one in Scandinavia. According to the CDC, black mothers in the United States die at three to four times the rate of white mothers, one of the widest of all racial disparities in women's health. Holy fuck. Yeah. I expected a disparity, but wow. There's more. Michigan's next. Hit him. <laughs> According to a 2016 Merger Watch and American Civil Liberties Union report, Mercy Health Partners, an Ohio and Kentucky based Roman Catholic health organization, endangered the lives of women by forcing them to undergo dangerous miscarriages in lieu of safer and healthier options. Similarly, a Catholic hospital in Michigan 
refused to induce labor for a woman exhibiting symptoms of a life-threatening infection. Can I quickly interject to say that there are actually a lot of Catholic hospitals in Michigan? There's entire chains of Catholic hospitals in Michigan. Most of ours are Protestant, but that's the difference there. Well, I personally don't think that any hospitals should be run by any fucking church because of shit like that. You're about to feel that much stronger than you do right now. I also have a little like perspective on backstory for why Michigan stats are so bad, but we'll get to that later. Okay. In another case, a woman in distress was sent home twice, having been given nothing, given nothing more than an over-the-counter fever reducer. She miscarried in her toilet by herself. Like an aspirin, like like literally here's an aspirin and go home. Yeah. None of these women, all of whom were less than 24 weeks pregnant, was informed by her hospital that she had medical options. Instead, they were left in medical limbo to experience protracted, painful, and dangerous miscarriages or eventually surgery that could have been avoided. But she miscarried in her toilet by herself. By herself. It's fucked up. I have one more. And I think this is the longest one, but it's still not that long. Um, how is anyone supposed to feel when women are at the mercy of people, mostly men, who quite literally know nothing about women? In 2012, a pro-life, in quotations pro-life, because pro-lifers are not pro-life. Ohio, pro Ohio State legislator was asked why he thought a woman might want to have an abortion. He replied, mystified, it's a question I've never thought about. Another male state representative, this one from Georgia, argued for a bill that would make it necessary for women to carry stillborn or dying fetuses until they naturally go into labor, which he rationalized while describing pigs and cows on his farm. Wow. In 2014, Ignoring the 32,000 U.S. women impregnated through rape each year, yet a third pronounced if it's a legitimate rape, the female body has ways to shut that whole thing down. I remember that. Yes, I do too. Not to be undone, in 2015, a man trying to legislatively ban telemedical abortions in which patients consult with a remote, not an in-person doctor, wondered if a gynecological exam could be performed by having a woman's swallow a small camera <laughs> wait 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 what i'm not even done <laughs> I'm, not even done. I'm not even done i'm not even done i'm not even done oh my god i remember that I mean, actually, that's done but she has some things to say and that's the end but yeah We're pigs and cows. We're pigs and cows. That's what women are. And our uteruses are connected to our digestive tract. Don't you know we should put babies out? Oh, but like, actually, I'm just trying more. to like wrap you, my head. You, you said it before. There is more. Oh my God. She's a psychic. Okay. Um, a, a doctor testifying at the legislative session 
had to explain that women's stomachs and vaginas aren't actually connected. <laughs> Never have been. So Never time out, they had to bring in a doctor. I poop out of my vagina, okay? <laughs> and shit babies out your asshole. What? She said, these examples may seem like outliers or even funny, but they are emblematic. Treating women in these ways generates cruel injustices on an unimaginable scale. And see, this is why we've been calling for years to have real comprehensive sexual education and not this fucking just abstinence only bullshit that doesn't teach you any biology that you might need to know. Because now we have a bunch of complete fucking imbeciles in government trying to legislate was, women's bodies without even knowing the layout. That was one of the things that I wanted to bring up in my little like context backstory thing. Uh, Michigan is an abstinence only sex education state. And um, some of those stats, I think, show that. Also, uh, the state of Michigan legislation, uh, House and Senate, there we go, Congress, um, has been very right wing for a very long time. And it seems like that is going to be, well, it seems like that is in the process of shifting. Um, but I mean, these stats are brought to you by the same administration because Snyder left office in 2017, technically, but he was uh, replaced by popular vote in 2016. Um, and I mean, he was all about privatizing healthcare. And uh, not that he's the first one that experimented with it. That's why there's entire chains of fucking Catholic hospitals essentially running the, the healthcare for the state. Uh, the entire Ascension program, um, I, I forget how many hospitals they have, but they claim they're one of the top 100 hospitals in America. Uh, okay, so like they say that at all of their hospitals, but that only means that one of their hospitals is top 100 in the nation. Right, not all of them. Right. Because I promise you that Tawa St. Joseph Band-Aid Station is not in the top 100 in the nation. No. I'm relating to some of this because um, I had to write papers on it specifically. Um, I can't remember Oklahoma's ranking, but I know that it's bad. Um, but specifically, um, they definitely teach in schools that abortion is murder and that is required by law. Um, and then whenever you go to a Planned Parenthood or, well, not Planned Parenthood necessarily, there's a lot of fake um, women's centers um, that then will like show you, but like every women's shelter, whether they're like fake Christian or whether they're real um, and are trying to help you with healthcare, um, I needed to make that distinction, but um, they have to show you um, what the baby looks like and they have to show you and they have to like give you Make sure that you're that you're not being forced to have an abortion, which almost never happens. That is not something that happens on a large scale statistically. No, um, in fact, I would say the opposite happens on a large scale. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I've known people that have told me that that has happened to them. But statistically speaking, it is not a wide scale problem at all. Um, 
there was something else that I forgot that I was going to say. Um, I did want to say, again, that book is called Rachel Comes Her by Soraya Shimley. And it's good. But I didn't know if I said that completely, what the book was. So That's fine. Can you type that out uh, in a PM to me so I can put that in the description? Yeah. Oh, and I'll use that as a hashtag, I guess, too. Well, I don't know okay. if I should. That's fair. Um, obviously, I don't have a whole lot to put in on this subject other than, like... <laughs> okay, if you think that the reproductive system and the digestive system interact in any sort of way, you probably shouldn't be legislating the reproductive system, right? Like, that's just common sense we can all agree, right? This has been systematic like, since witches were being burned. Like, it's all been women knowing what their bodies need and women doing what they need to do with their bodies. And it's just herbal shit. It's not any kind of magic bullshit. But, I mean, we're still not allowed to have control of our own healthcare, even when we understand our bodies more than men do. And this entire system is run by men specifically. I mean, I can't remember the founder of... Um, women's health name i'll have to think of it but um we we started out with the abortion ban and the negative feelings about abortion because women have always been expected to conceive but like at the time like at the time like 150 200 years ago this was not a thing like miscarriages happened all the time abortions happened all of the time because there was nothing else that you could do. And there was, they didn't believe that there was actually a child in there until the quickening, which is when the baby kicks is and no woman is going to carry a baby that long to just be like, I want to abort it now. Like that's not how it happens. Um, and so it was the founder of gynecology so that is the person, but I cannot remember his name. Um, but specifically, he was a misogynist, and he thought that women's purpose in itself was to have children. Um, and then everything after that was just witchcraft if you don't want to have children. And as medical advancement moved along techno technologically, um, people know now more. They can surveil women's bodies more with technology. And so once they know that you're pregnant, it's like you're ours now and that's it. Um, not always. I mean, we still do have access to this to a certain extent, but we still have these stigmas all the time. I know women that had children because they would be judged if they fucking aborted it. And I could never be one of those people and I'm not going to be, but I understand why. Um, so our entire system is set up just thinking that this is what we're here for. I mean, even my family thinks is, thinks that I'm not fulfilling what I'm here for. Yeah. And that's why it makes me so mad. And that's the only reason I've stayed up this late to talk about that. Well, I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, whether it directly affects us or not, we should all be pissed about it. No, and I agree. Um, definitely. And I do want people that aren't affected by it to be pissed by it. But I mean, for me specifically, 
it's just ridiculous to me because I did grow up in that abstinence-only healthcare, and I've done papers on abstinence-only healthcare, and it does not work. It right. only puts us all in situations where this just perpetuate, perpetuates itself, and it only I, puts us in situations in which you have a shitty father or a shitty mother, and or you live in an abusive household, or, I mean... Well, I, I don't know the exact statistics, but I remember hearing quite a few people discuss how teen pregnancies skyrocketed after they went to abstinence only. I mean, yep. surprise. Absolutely. Yes. No, I mean, this has been one of my points as well. It does completely. And uh, Oklahoma is one of the highest as well. Trisha, I'm glad you made it back. Same. How, how was the ether? Um, not as fun as usual, but I made it back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just going to say like that whole idea of telling kids to just abstain from sex has never worked and it's never fucking going to, all that's doing is kicking people out into, you know, the realm of doing adult shit without an instruction manual and not knowing what the fuck they're doing and how to avoid shit like pregnancy or making them feel like they're supposed to be guilty if they use mm -hmm. condoms or other forms of birth control. Well, um, fuck, dude, in, in Michigan, according to state law, they can't even talk about condoms. Literally, a kid, uh, you know, was asked by his, uh, told by his parents to ask about him, right, to make a statement. But uh, this kid asked about condoms, and basically the sex ed instructors were like, no, you have to go home and ask your parents about that. Wow. When yeah. did that pass? Because well, I, mean, I know 90s. I'm fucking old. But because like I was taking sex ed in Grand Blank schools in the early 90s and we still actually had biology covered and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, we, we talked about the biology and the anatomy, but they weren't allowed to talk about anything other than well, abstinence, preventing pregnancies. And they weren't allowed to talk like literally including condoms. They weren't allowed to talk about condoms, birth control. Um that happened, I don't know the exact year, but it happened shortly before I did uh, the sex ed classes, which would have been about 2001. Okay. It had that to sounds... have been because it was probably like 93, 94 when I was in junior high and they were absolutely teaching us about condoms. Um, they... I've never been taught about condoms. Um, and that sounds like it goes... Um hand in hand with um, another short uh, piece of fact in that chapter is that 37% of men think that birth control does not significantly impact a woman's life. And so if you're not taught about condoms, then why would you think that birth control was significant? Right. I swear, they just, they don't give a shit how much. Wait a minute, time out. I didn't even hear about this, but I accidentally stumbled upon it on Google. Bills to ban research on cells obtained from abortions passed. Two, two bills by the Michigan House last month. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, I'm allergic to bullshit.
that's just, it's fucking trash to me that that's the direction that they've turned with all of this. Yeah. They want to dive back into the dark ages, keep everybody fucking ignorant to, you know, simple things like how you can prevent fucking pregnancy. You know what the best preventer of abortions is? It's not calling for abstinence. It's providing fucking birth control. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's constantly repeating. Like, we're always going to have to talk about this. So long as we have fucking troglodytes in government, sure. Yeah. Yep. I have not been able to confirm it with a secondary source, but it appears the year was 1998. Okay. That makes sense then. Because by then I was not still in like sex ed classes. I was, however, in medical classes at the skill center. Um, It was all like tech geared type stuff. So um, in those courses, when the subject got brought up about STDs, these motherfuckers literally tried to say that drinking alcohol makes you more susceptible to catching an STD. They did not say drinking alcohol makes you more likely to make dumb fucking decisions and have sex without birth control that actually, you know, not using condoms can lead you to catching STDs. Nope, they wanted to leave the condoms out of that conversation. And leave it at that. Now it's like that's bullshit. Drinking alcohol does not make you more susceptible to STDs. Drinking alcohol doesn't increase likelihood of infection at all. The only way you get an STD is if you actually come into contact with an STD. So put a fucking condom on you, drunk fuck. Problem solved. I think the point of that was that the drunk fucks don't put condoms on. That's. Part of what they were trying to get at, but no matter how drunk I have been, I've never fucked up and been like, eh, fuck a condom. Nice. I'm happy for you. I mean, I know a lot of people have. (laughs) I just, I grew up learning the biology of this, though, and studying shit like the AIDS virus and was fully aware of the fucking risks before even being old enough to have sex. So I wasn't kept in the dark about that shit. I was fully aware and it didn't matter how drunk or slutted I got fucking. I I don't think the awareness has anything to do with it either. I mean, I don't have anything. That's not why I'm saying this. Uh, I'm just saying that this is a bit polarizing. This subject is always polarizing, (laughs) but I don't know. Had a lot of fucking drunken one night stands through my late teens and early twenties and used condoms. I kept condoms on me at all times. I made sure to take them to me if I was going out drinking. I'm very happy for you. The point of that is they were trying to imply like actually drinking alcohol. Like say if you were in a monogamous relationship with somebody who did not have STDs, 
you are not at a risk of catching an STD by having sex with your partner while drunk with or without a condom if neither of you have true. anything. They weren't that's clarifying that. That's also not true. I'm saying if you don't have any STDs, if you've been tested, if you are, if you do not have anything to pass I'm, along, I'm, you can't I'm pass along. I'm going to leave this by itself. I don't want to. You have to actually have an STD to. I, I don't own it. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Not here. Maybe later, but not here. Well, it's just how infectious. <laughs> if you're not infected with anything, you don't have anything to pass along there. I don't, but that still doesn't mean that I. Not here. That's it. I can't. It's too, like, I, the things that I have to say in response to this, I cannot say them here. So, okay. that's it. That's the only reason. And also, I'm going to battle through this, so don't be bad. But I literally, oh, it's just talk about the, things it I, the things that I have to say, I cannot say them here. So, I just thought, no, I'm not going to say them. <laughs> I'm just saying, in order to pass a disease, you have to have the disease. <laughs> you know? Drinking alcohol is not going to make a disease appear in your body that wasn't already there. It yeah. impairs your judgment, and I'm only saying that in ways that I'm not yeah. being. Um, I'm not being. I'm not trying to talk about people that are drunk and things are forced upon them. I'm talking about you mutually had drunk sex because I've done that, but so that's understandable but um i but your your judgment is impaired and and if you don't you. have if you don't have an alcohol problem then maybe you'll remember but uh, a lot of people that do have alcohol problems don't remember or they just don't care because they're like it's not a big deal and that's actually some, my signal's been cutting in and out. So I don't know if you heard all of what I said, but that's actually one of the things that I pointed out that they should have clarified, but didn't. They didn't say this impairs your judgment. They acted as if alcohol being in your body would make you more susceptible to catch a disease that wasn't already present. Um, like alcohol was causing STDs itself. It's not, it lowers your judgment for sure. Um, but it, it can't make a disease appear that wasn't there. Not an STD anyway. It can make liver disease appear. But it's not going to make herpes or gonorrhea or syphilis or, you know, AIDS, any of those things appear that weren't already there. They don't magically show up like alcohol's here. We thought we'd join the party. That's all, you know. Like lowering your inhibitions, yes. And that's something that they should have actually clarified when trying to teach that. And when I brought that up, they were like, oh, God, no, we can't talk about that. We are allowed to say this. And I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> but that would have been in 98. So that would go hand in hand with the you're not allowed to talk about that shit. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> no sex until marriage or you will get pregnant and die. I mean, I didn't get pregnant, but I did die. Damn it. 
<laughs> goodness. And of course, the they'll leave it off the table that you could get pregnant and die while married too. Happens all the time. Marriage is not a protective barrier. Well, yeah, for sure. We're in the bathroom, and I feel like we're pretty much almost there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably about time to wrap it we up. We successfully I don't have... made a two-hour tour with no one talking to us. Yeah. Right. Well, it'll be like two hours and thirteen minutes or whatever, because the song's still. But. Right. Speaking of which, I guess I'll go ahead but... and grab that. So this is airing Thursday, obviously. Tune in tomorrow at the same time. Uh, we will be, well, not we. I will not be there. I will be at work, unfortunately. That's also why we pre-recorded this. Um, but we, as in the collective, will be interviewing uh, Chairman Zulu from the New African Black Panther Party. Um, I believe one of his comrades is going to come on with him. I guess I don't know if that's still the case. Okay. I think so, but I'm not for sure. Um, we shall see. Trish's mom's not sure. <laughs> we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Hassan Shakur Community Center in Newark, New Jersey. If you don't know, that is the uh as far as i've been able to confirm anyway the first new panther office in almost 50 fucking years yep so uh that's that's pretty significant and they're doing a lot of good things out of it uh even before it's finished so um yeah, they've already been getting food donations and getting those out to the community um and they're still doing stuff like putting on a new roof um it's it's really beautiful how this has come together. I think it's awesome. They made this happen with uh, coming together with the United Panther Movement and the Second Rainbow Coalition. Um, they even had some donations from like folks in the New Jersey Green Party who support what they do. So, you know, thought that was kind of cool too. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll dive into all of that Friday at 8 Eastern time. So for all of you watching, that will be tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the same time as every other stream, <laughs> yeah. trying to keep it simple. Right. I'm all right. I have to rewatch this. Oh, goodness. I hope not. The first time um, I'm going to actually rewatch myself. I'm not very excited about it, but I'll be there to argue with people in the comments. Especially in that last they won't. I'm sure there's going to be some idiot dude that's going to be like, no, you're wrong. The vagina is connected to the digestive tract. Via the urethra. Shows <laughs> what you know. You won't get to hear me say Jesus fucking Christ when I get into their stalker. You won't get to see any of it. It'll be beautiful. This is to the point and it's still two hours long. Right. Yeah, and it was only, what, four or five topics? Wasn't too bad. Although, I mean, Ukraine took up well over the first hour. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's a thing. But anywho. Thank yeah. you all. Anywho, is it? See you all tomorrow, and then you will see, well, I should say you will see the two of them tomorrow. I live <laughs> here will, now. And you will see the two of them on Sunday, I presume. Yes. Yep. 
8 p.m. again as well. I live I live inside of this box now for the rest of my life. Me too, bro. Right. It's our cell. But at least it's one we chose. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that. <laughs> follow us on social media. Make your friends follow us. We need people. Donate to us on Patreon. We need nice, wonderful, thoughtful people. We don't need other people. Buttholes. We don't need buttholes. We don't need buttholes. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Please visit oh us God. at forwearemany.org to keep up to date. And uh, yeah, that's that's all for real this time. Okay. Gonna do the damn thing. If play. Oh god, my signal is so fucking low that it's not wanting to load the drive pitch. You, you haven't downloaded it at this point. No, I've I just mean, been playing it's usually not this bad at it. It's usually up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's working on it. It's opening it. She's seeking a giant. We're <laughs> <laughs>